so i will proceed on to the next question so by sheetal shah again let's put the question on can you give us tips to make our chanting more attentive and effective and uh, also can you explain various commentaries <laughs> by our acharyas on hari krishna mahamantra reading regarding its importance and effect it's not possible to explain everything all the acharya's commentaries and all the descriptions in the shastras about the glories of the holy name it's just so vast but um, i'll just give a little bit what i understand in fact i'm also work in progress i'm not chanting attentively on my rounds at all so i have so much to improve in this right so i am also in the path i am also committing all these offenses of inattentive chanting and everything so i am also just trying to correct myself you know more and more but <clears throat> still it's you know <laughs> no way close to inattentive i mean attentive chanting completely attentive chanting so we can i, I will only try to repeat what um, i have heard so that even i will benefit and you will also benefit not that i am a big attentive chanter and then i'm you know in the chanting on the pure stage of love of godhead but just that by repeating these instructions and remembering them we will get uh, we'll be more mindful all right so what are the tips to make our chanting more attentive and effective very very simple prabhupad said when you are chanting hear hear it that's all that actually attentive chanting is all about it's not some very complicated thing it's not it's not complicated it's simple but it's not easy you know what is the difference between simple and easy simple means the process there is nothing no complication to the process but it is very difficult for us to adopt that simple process because of our offenses because of our material conditioning and that is why it is not easy is difficult because of our um habit um, habit means not just in this life for millions of life we have millions of lives we have avoided krishna and that habit of avoiding krishna and being more interested in material things is what is uh, carrying on and that is not enabling us to take the take up the simple process how how difficult can chanting be and how difficult can it be to listen to what you are saying it's actually not difficult it's simple the process itself is simple but it's not easy for us because we can't because of our conditioning we just can't adopt a simple process so as prabhupada said the thing is we have to just listen so how to make it how to adopt this then the only thing is the only way we can do it is this um, let me just okay you see 6th chapter 6 26th verse यतो यतो निश्चलति मनश्चंचलमस्थिरं ततस्ततो नियम्यैतद् आत्मन्येव वशं नयेत फ्रॉम वेयरएवर द फ्रॉम वेयरएवर द माइंड वांडर्स ड्यू टू इट्स फ्लिकरिंग एंड अनस्टडी नेचर वन मस्ट सर्टेनली विथड्रॉ इट एंड ब्रिंग इट बैक अंडर द कंट्रोल ऑफ द सेल्फ सो व्हेन यू आर चैंटिंग हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे लाइक वी विल मेक अ रिजॉल्व ओके नाउ आई एम गोइंग टू बी अटेंटिव एंड देन वी स्टार्ट before we even knew we're all we're already like 10000 kilometers away somewhere in another part of the world something thinking of something else and thinking of this and that we've already thought we've already passed through like 10 or 20 thoughts before we even noticed 
that we have lost our way from attentive chanting. You see that? <laughs> this is how, before we even notice that we have, you know, deviated, it we have already passed through like 20 thoughts. So, that's how tricky this mind is. So, just always watch the mind. Always watch the mind. So, we have to always bring it back to the listening. Prabhupada said, just like if you are talking here, and if some, you know, aeroplane or just something or some something explodes or something, if there is a big sound, it will distract me and I'm, my attention will turn there. So, similarly, this sound of chanting will eventually distract our mind from the distraction and bring it back and our mind will come back to this chanting. That's why this chanting is so powerful. Because it will distract us from the distraction. Because we are chanting, the name is always being chanted. You know, so the sound of the name will, hey, yeah, I have to, I have to come back here. So it will enable us. That's why it is said, very nice verse is there in the Vaishnav Chintamani. Um, let's go here. It's a very nice verse. Why chanting is more powerful than remembering Krishna? 11, 5, 38 through 40. Purport here. Oh. You see this Vaishnava Chintamani? Is saying Aghachit Smaranam Vishnur Bahvaya Sena Sadhyate Oshthas Pandana Matrena Kirtanam Tutatovaram. Although capable of destroying all sins, the remembrance of Lord Vishnu is achieved only with extraordinary effort. On the other hand, one may perform Krishna Kirtan simply by moving one's lips, and thus this process is superior. Just by chanting, we are automatically remembering Krishna. Although our mind is distracted, then we are again, because the sound is coming, just like another sound will distract me from here, so that sound will distract us from there and get us back here to the chanting. So we should always, of course, make the practice always, even though it is after 20 thoughts that we realize, again, okay, realize it, okay, listen again, what we are saying. Again the mind will go, again the mind will go, again the mind will go, and repeatedly bring it back to chanting, bring it back to the hearing. And one time, and one time will come, or a time will come when it will never go away. Now, we are chanting for like one second, two seconds, we are attentive, three seconds, maybe five seconds, and then gone. And after like 25 minutes, oh, oh, yeah, you know what, I'm chanting. <laughs> so the interval is like 25 minutes before we realize. And then slowly, the interval, as we keep on the practice of doing it, the interval will reduce 20 minutes or 15 minutes or 10 minutes. Every 5 minutes I realize I'm, I'm going away. Then every 1 minute I realize. Then every few seconds I realize hey, I have gone away. Again come back. So the interval is reducing and reducing so provided we put genuine conscious effort. And then and there will come a time where there will be no more intervals of forgetfulness, of deviation, of inattentiveness. So this transformation from the 25 minutes or maybe the whole 16 rounds were chanted completely without even uh, knowing that we de deviated from our concentration. So from that stage to come to the stage of, in, I mean, completely attentive chanting, 
takes years of practice Prabhupada said it requires I mean it takes even 20 years to chant good rounds and that too that 20 years is like full of conscious effort 20 years <laughs> so just imagine this is um, this is uh, very important and Bhaktivinoda Thakur said since you asked about all the <laughs> various Acharya's explanations I'll just quote one there are many many but um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says out of all the 10 offenses the inattentive chanting is actually even worse I mean the worst of all 10 offenses and in fact he said that it is the mother of all 10 offenses because we are inattentive then we automatically commit other offenses without even knowing we are committing offenses it's like the mother offense of all offenses inattentive chanting so in fact inattentive chanting also should be understood in the beginning of course inattentive chanting means we should not do anything else when we are chanting and we should chant and focus on the chanting we should not do anything else and only chant but when one, one is advanced inattentive chanting means or rather he will be so attentive that even though doing everything else he will still remember he will still be able to chant and that too with attentiveness and the example is given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself I think uh, 211th verse of which chapter I don't remember <laughs> 211th verse of Madhirila some chapter I think 211th verse I think where he wrote this to um, Sanatan Goswami where he gives the example of this woman who is having a paramour um, but then she is doing everything very attentively in the house but always thinking of how to go and meet the paramour what is that? it's a Sanskrit verse that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wrote and sent it to Sanatan Goswami when he was in the service of um, Nawab Hussain Shah that verse I hope somebody can maybe help me in the comments um, let's try paramour yes 1.211 Madhurila chapter 1 text 211 got it Paravyasani nirnari karmasu if a woman is attached to a man other than her husband, she will appear very busy in carrying out her household affairs, but within her heart, she is always relishing feelings of association with her paramour. This is the words that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sent to Sanatana Goswami. If anybody else would have read it, they would think Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a pervert, but <laughs> Sanatana Goswami understood the meaning. So he wrote in such a way that nobody else would understand, but Sanatana Goswami would. So even if somebody found something, they wouldn't be able to decode this. So, so in that way, uh, a devotee should carry out all his activities at the same time, remember. And that's the same thing Krishna told Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita. What he said, 8th chapter, 8, 7. Tasmat sarveshu kaleshu mamanusmara yudhyacha mayar pitamano buddhir Therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. So you may say, oh, this is inattentive thinking. 
how can you fight and think of krishna is like inattentive right no he's saying think of me and at the same time fight this level of attentiveness that even when one is doing everything else and still remembering krishna that is the height of uh, attentive chanting that is only possible in pure love of god you see like how why chaitanya mahaprabhu wrote that verse uh, wrote that verse because how much affection that woman must be having for that paramour should be uh, to be always be thinking of him and at the same time do everything perfectly how much attention and care and she's doing everything here and everything uh, she's always thinking of the paramour so in this way it is only possible with affection so that affection one must develop for krishna that love so asaktim that's why krishna said in the seventh chapter maya saktamana partha shri bhagavan vacham maya saktamana partha yogam yunjan madashraya asamshayam samagram mam yatha gyasya sitachrunu supreme personality of god said now here o son of pratha how by practicing in full consciousness of me with mind attached to me you can know me in full free from love maya saktamana so get attached to my arpita manobuddhir in fact in this verse 8 7 you see my arpita manobuddhir the mind must be fully thinking and that is only possible by affection you cannot think of something constantly unless you have a uh, affection for that you have some you know affection as i say yeah even your hobby you must you want to do it all the time you know you're always thinking of making plans of how to do this how to do that how to do this because you love the process you love it so unless and especially for a person if you love that person then you can think of that person always but if you don't have love then you can't think of that person so krishna especially we have to develop our love for krishna then yes it will come to a stage where even when doing every other thing one will not be inattentive the another example that prabhupad gave is the woman who has uh, the water pot you know they carry this water from the river in 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 rural india they used to go to the river and get water in a pot and put it on their head and then walk back all the way to home and sometimes it's quite a distance and that was definitely hard labor and when you are putting on the head they'll put a cloth and then on the cloth they will put the pot so that it won't but so a group of women they will all go together and they will get all this you know pots and put on their head and everything and then on their way back they're not holding the pot but they just you know it's just sitting on the head and they are looking at each other they are joking they're conversing but they're not forgetting that the pot is there on the head not like ha 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 everything gone all the pots are pot broken and everything water gone no <laughs> they were they all they were always they're always conscious of the pot at the same time they are talking and everything but they never have forgotten the pot so that's another way that's another example that prabhupada gave so we sh- he said we should be krishna conscious like that like the woman who's carrying the pot on her head she's balancing at the same time talking and conversing and choking and so many things are exchanging but at the same time she is not inattentive to that pot so in that way one must become krishna conscious always so that is a very high standard in the beginning we should at least start with chanting and doing nothing else prabhupada said between two morsels of food that we take we take one food one morsel and then before we take another one we should chant hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare like that <laughs> he said we should chant hare krishna even between the two morsels of food that we are taking 
that much we have to be krishna conscious so this is only possible for you know pure devotee but we should know the standards oh yeah okay that much i have to be krishna conscious so that's how so we can just you know we can take inspiration from all these um, instructions and try to improve our own chanting i'm not a, i'm not speaking from a platform of experience i'm myself a completely inattentive chanter i have no quality in my chanting i'm trying to improve myself but i'm just repeating these instructions that i've heard is good that you ask me this question so that is good for me to repeat this and remember this myself and of course you will also benefit all right next next question by sheetal shah difference between isk and iskon bangalore have they deviated or how is it just curious no offense wow that's a difficult question this is the question difference between isk and iskon bangalore have they deviated i mean iskon bangalore have deviated or how is it just curious no offense well at least i can speak for the start when we started off it was same it was i mean sunugopal prabhu and madhupandit prabhu were all together and it was going well until at a point where somehow the communication from their end um stopped and yeah i don't want to be um, i don't want to like take a case on them or something like but i mean this is what we honestly feel since you asked the question so i mean there was a, i think i have written this this story many many times because people ask me and then i i have a template answer like i copy paste that every time people ask me about this question so basically at a time i think in 2010 already the communication went very um, sparse and almost nil like not almost it was nil um then sundukopal prabhu actually congratulated him for a case that he won against iskon bombay against jayapataka swami in 2010 in the i think uh, subordinate court or something like that then he called him to congratulate congratulate him but then um, he he received something like uh, he said uh, no um, i i'm i'm too busy i'm uh, don't call me at this time i uh, don't call me something like that so and then maybe two days later he called again and then said no it's very expensive for me to receive this call and this, this is what happened so anyway whatever that was we thought something was wrong so and then later on my brother also went in 2013 to speak to madhupandit prabhu about uh, how how what is the difference actually what is what is holding us back to co- i mean from cooperating with each other he even never received a concrete answer from madhupandit prabhu but one of their devotees told that you know they would have they would prefer their men to be here and then snugopal prabhu work under their men that was completely absurd so that would that would not be possible we will not agree so in other words they gave us a proposal which we would never agree for so probably they never wanted us to cooperate with them or they don't want to cooperate with us i don't know whichever is the case but still you know they are following prabhupad and at least that much but recently of late i mean i i received at least last week i was quite shocked 
to the extent of deviation that happened in ISKCON Bangalore and seriously I mean after that it is a little difficult for me to endorse ISKCON Bangalore to anyone for that matter just uh, one second because it's uh, it's actually it, it gets a little difficult for me because I don't know if I should show you that video. See, I don't want to. I don't want to go on a war path with them. It's, it's not my intention. But I mean, when we say we are Prabhupada Anugas, speaking about honesty, if we are saying we are Prabhupada Anugas, we have to represent Prabhupada properly. Okay, maybe there are some dis, um, disagreements, you know, because of which they don't want to communicate with us. Whatever it is, we at least had. You know, respect that they're following Prabhupada, you know, that much is there, definitely. And in fact, honestly, there are many of their brahmacharis, many devotees are quite very nice people, coming from good backgrounds and highly educated, they, they became uh, devotees and everything is nice. Many people, I mean, so many nice people are there. But it's the leadership that we, we're having an issue with. And we can't communicate with them and they just don't want to communicate with us. That's that. But... At least we were thinking that, okay, they're following Prabhupada, whatever it is, maybe one day it will all, you know, iron out and um, things can get better. But then some of the things uh, just, uh, especially with the Akshay Patra that they're doing, I mean, we have received reports, credible reports that out of the 55 centers of Akshay Patra they have, the majority of them are not even managed by devotees. And the ones, I think about 30 of them are not even managed by devotees. And the cooks are all smokers, drunkards and meat eaters, not devotees. And so it's not actually a prasadam anymore. That's one thing. And the 25 that are being managed by devotees, only the head may be a devotee. For many of them. And many of the un, um, staff is, again, um, non-devotees. Okay, it's understood non-devotees. At least they should be able to chant, right? So they kind of enforce that in the Bangalore, I guess. But I have seen other temples, other Akshapatra centers where they don't even enforce their chanting. So the cooks and whoever is doing the cooking and all that, nobody chants. And they even eat meat. I, I, I've personally seen them. So it was a good intention in the beginning to feed, I mean, to distribute prasadam. But now they made it into such a big operation that they cannot maintain it spiritually anymore. And it is, uh, it's just like a mundane, it's just a mundane thing now. Yeah, maybe they will get all kinds of credits, I mean testimonials from everyone for their numbers of how many people they feed. But ours is not just a mundane um, welfare um, institution. Ours is Krishna consciousness and even our distribution of food should be prasadam. We should not dilute the spiritual sanctity of it for material recognition. So that's a very important thing and to compromise that we are like sellouts, you know, we'll become sellouts. We cannot become sellouts in the um, eyes of the materialists and we can't. We can't compromise on our principles. So if we can manage spiritually this much, we should be that much. If we have spiritual strength to manage even bigger operations, well and good. So provided everything can be managed spiritually. But if it's diluted, then what is the point of managing all that? That's one issue. An even more serious issue 
is that uh, Akshay Patra, in fact, in their events, in their fundraising events and all that, there are all kinds of, you know, karmi music playing and no kirtan and a thing and then all kinds of things, I mean, very mundane things go on. That's what we heard, credible reports. And other thing, the most serious thing is that, I have seen this poster myself in Vrindavan and, every, and somewhere in North India. I was, we were on a pilgrimage. This was way back in um, 2014 or something. I have seen this um, Murari Bapu. There is one Mayavadi guru who, whose talk of Ramayan was sponsored by Akshapatra. Akshapatra sponsored his Murari Bapu's talk on Ramayan and there was a big billboard announcing that. So they are, uh, I mean, they are sponsoring this Mayavad, Mayavadi. That's again another big red flag. <coughs> For their inaugur inauguration of their, uh, I think, uh, Krishna Leela theme park or something like that, they invited uh, Art of Living and all these people, these Mayavadi groups. But then they did not in invite Ritvik devotees. Okay, you don't invite Iskon devotees, understood, because there is a difference of opinion, but... Um, even Ritvik devotees they did not invite but they invited they had time to invite all the Mayavadi groups and they all threw their I mean uh, blessings of flowers and until now the project is not they are having so many uh, complications I think anyway we are not going to comment on everybody will have their difficulties but you get blessings from Mayavadis what you will get why can't they invite devotees and you know no they will not talk to us even I mean, I am not devotee, but at least Sundagopal Prabhu is. So, and he is the one who introduced him. Sundagopal Prabhu was the one, just let it be on record, that Sundagopal Prabhu was the one who was, a, who introduced, who was very instrumental in introducing the Ritvik system to Madhupandit Prabhu in the first place. So, taking that into consideration, there should be some Maryada, Vaishnava Maryada. Okay, that's another thing. Um, even more serious thing is a video which I received recently from Iskon Bangalore, Akshay Patra. And in that video, I, I don't know if I want to play it here. Well, I, I don't know, I want to do this, but anyway, I'll just tell what happened in that video. I'm not making this up. I have the video with me. It is just a question of me showing this on the screen here, but Again, I don't want to put them on a bad light in, in front of them in, in, a, in a video platform like this at this point. Hopefully they will change. Not that we will not speak up and then hush hush about it. No, we should speak up. I mean, there should be some accountability to everybody. So, we hope they will change, but I don't know. What can we do? We cannot even tell them anything. So, this is what happened though. So, there is a video where Chanchalapati Prabhu, who is you know, the Vice President of Iskon Bangalore. I mean, all respects to him. But he spoke a thing which is totally unacceptable to devotees. He was speaking at this conference of Akshabhatras, I don't know where this was. It was like an auditorium kind of stage he was speaking on. And he said that um, Akshabhatra is not just about filling bellies, but it's about fueling dreams 
and they started this dream project they, they, they named it dream project and what is this all about they gave examples of a girl they gave the photos of this girl in a village they, he, he was saying he was in fact speaking these things he had this presentation screen uh, powerpoint slide presentation and that was showing on the big screen and he was speaking this he was saying that uh, you know this girl was going to school and everything and she was from a very poor family and she saw all these advertisements of movies and all that and when she, when she saw TV when she watched TV then she had this aspiration to become an actress so Sanchalapati Prabhu said we have identified her and we have partnered with this so called uh, some acting or drama school and now she has already given performances few performances already and she, we will continue to mentor her all the way when, until she becomes a full-fledged actress I mean is that our mission another example the next example that he quoted one of his case studies was a boy who is from uh, again poor family he wanted to become a world-class chef world-famous chef so he they partnered with uh, some Taj Vivanta a hotel hotel Taj hotel means I mean in India if anyone from India knows that Taj hotels Taj chain of hotels are very you know prestigious so-called five-star hotels and everything so they partnered with one Taj Vivanta hotel and they got him to do a course with them and he went to the five-star hotel and that was the first time he ever went into a star hotel he was such a poor boy and he was so happy to be there and he was explaining that and uh, they trained him in a course and then the Taj community I mean the, the company the hotel they were very happy with his um, with his uh, learning aptitude and they will continue to you know mentor him and he is gone I mean Akshapatra also will continue to mentor them mentor him until he becomes a world-class chef and they partnered with some robotics and something like that to uh, so, so many things and he said this year we have done hundred we have um, connected hundred children to their dreams path to their dreams and in the next year we want to connect 300 in this way he was pitching the, the his speech was like that I was thinking what is going on here we spoke against Gaur Gopal uh, Prabhu from ISKCON because he was speaking motivational speech and that will encourage people to do materialistic actions here not just encouraging them but actually giving them the full facility okay connect them with the actual channels by which they can achieve their so-called wild dreams I mean these people I mean these children have their wild dreams is it the devotees um, duty to you know um, encourage uh, and facilitate such things Sundagopal Prabhu shared some few verses with us I will actually reproduce them here and that will just put it into perspective on what a devotee's um, duty should be we are not here to fuel their dreams in fact his tagline was we, want, we are not just about feeding bellies filling bellies we are about fueling dreams are we are we supposed to feel I had a wild dream of becoming a Kung Fu master when I was a, a kid maybe if I if Akshay Patra was at what it is now like 
20 years ago or 18 years ago, they would have connected me to Shaolin Temple in China and I would have been there maybe. But is that any good for me? What is the use of the children's wild dream? He, I mean, it's going to be a nightmare. His whole life, uh, life will be a nightmare by chasing that dream. But So the devotee's thing is to cut off the dream of illusion and wake him up. Uttishthata, Jagrata, Prapta, Varani, Bodhata, Shurasadhara, Nishito, Duratyaya, Durgam, Pathasthat, Kavayo, Vadanti. Wake up! Stop dreaming! And that's how, that's the devotee. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya, Jnananjana, Shalakaya, Chakshur Unmilitam Yena, Tasmai Shri Guravenama. The Guru forcibly opened my eyes. I did not want to open my eyes. I was deep in illusion. Hmm? Deep in my dreamland. And he woke me up from that stupid dream. Wake up, you rascal. So that's what the devotees should do. Not that continue your dreaming. Never mind, I will also come and join you in your dream. And let's take it together. What is this? So, let me share some verses here. From Srimad Bhagavatam. I mean, it's not about now about the alliance or allegiance or whatever it is. It's about now truth. Let's talk about truth. Facts. I mean, I did not expect that from Chanchalapati Prabhu. You see this, 1.5.15. Narad Muni is speaking to Vyasadev. Jugupsitam dharma kritenu shasataha svabhava raktasya maha anvyatikramaha yadvakyato dharma iti tarahasthito the people in general are naturally inclined to enjoy and you have encouraged them in that way in the name of religion. This is verily condemned and is quite unreasonable. Because they are guided under your instructions, they will accept such activities in the name of religion and will hardly care for prohibitions. Next, Kanto 5, Chapter 5, Text 17. Kastam Swayam Tad Abhigyo Vipaschid Avidyayamantare Vartamanam Drishtva Punastam Sagrina Gubuddhim Prayojayed Utpathagam Yathantham If someone is ignorant and addicted to the path of samsara, how can one who is actually learned, merciful and advanced in spiritual knowledge engage him in fruitive activity and thus further entangle him in material existence? If a blind man is walking down the wrong path, how can a gentleman allow him to continue on his way to danger? How can he approve this method? No wise or kind man can allow this. Mind you, becoming an actress means what? Basically, showing off your body in front of millions. Another name for prostitution. This, uh, what is this? Um, making him a chef means what? He's going to cook meat. Taj Vivanta, what is that? Vegetarian hotel. Is it? What is that? Meat. What is all this? Encouraging them in meat eating and illicit sex. What is this? Character will be lost when one becomes an actress and all that. Why? So, how can he allow, uh, uh, how can a gentleman allow him on, and continue, uh, allow him to continue on his way to danger? Hmm? How can he approve this method? No wise or kind man can allow this. Again, next see this, 6, 9, 49. This is 6th canto, 9th chapter, 49th verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. 
नवेद कृपण श्रेय आत्मनो गुण वस्तु दृक् तस्यताछतो येद यदि सोपी तथा विद दोज हू थिंक मेटीरियल एसेट्स टू बी एवरीथिंग और टू बी द अल्टिमेट गोल ऑफ लाइफ आर कॉल माइजर्स कृपणस दे डू नॉट नो द अल्टिमेट नेसेसिटी ऑफ द सोल मोर ओवर इफ वन अवॉर्ड्स दैट विच इज डिजायर्ड बाई सच फूल्स ही मस्ट ऑल्सो बी कंसिडर्ड फूलिश नेक्स्ट वर्स सिक्स नाइन फिफ्टी स्वयं निश्रेय संविद्वान्वक्तकर्म हि नरातिरोगिणोपथ्यम वाछतोपिषतम अ प्योर डिवोटी हूज फुली अकम्प्लिश्ड इन द सर्विस ऑफ सॉरी अ प्योर डिवोटी हूज फुली अकम्प्लिश्ड इन द साइंस ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस विल नेवर इंस्ट्रक्ट अ फूलिश पर्सन टू एंगेज इन फ्रूटिव एक्टिविटीज फॉर मेटीरियल एंजॉयमेंट नॉट टू स्पीक ऑफ हेल्पिंग हिम इन सच एक्टिविटीज such a devotee is like an experienced physician who never encourages a patient to eat food injurious to his health even if the patient desires it i mean on one side these students went to college to fulfill their material aspirations of becoming a engineer or whatever and they have gone to the colleges and made them brahmacharis which is good train them from the you know i mean get them out of the material uh, dream making and then come to the spiritual thing and now on the other side they are facilitating the dreamers to achieve their materialistic dreams two completely opposite things what is this just for money of the donors or what are they trying to do i don't know hmm. i don't know why why this compromise i mean we are talking about compromise we, we spoke about gorgopal definitely but he is encouraging other people to be you know materially motivated here they are facilitating not just okay okay become a chef good good go ahead go ahead you can do it that is one thing you want to become a chef okay let me connect you to taj vivanta and get make you a chef i will give you enroll you in a course free of charge and that's even more so where is this all heading so after seeing all this i don't know if you want to be ever be identified with as one of them unless they change and unless they come in again cooperate and be in cooperative terms with sunukopal prabhu see i am a very 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 junior person i am i was not even born when they became devotees both madhubani prabhu chanchalapati prabhu i am i i i don't want to speak about them like that it's not my intention but again truth is truth yes there will be some teething problem uh, there will be some problems there will be some issues that can be solved internally and yeah you should not wash your dirty linen in public that's well and good but here i mean we have tried that for many years and we still want to do that i mean if if there is a way that we can amicably convey to them that you know uh, why are you doing this you know you should you should i think stop this you know you shouldn't do this we will most definitely go down that path but there's no way i mean and you asked me this question on a live stream I'm just being honest. I mean, I can cover this up. I could have covered the, covered this up, but I mean, truth is truth. I mean, if there is a problem in ISKM, of course, we will try to sort that out as well. You see, um, there may be some pro- um, problem that may emerge in here and there, but again, it should not be, you know, <coughs> like okay. Let's take for example, Prabhupada's when he was when Shri Prabhupada was on this planet, physically. you know how much the whole 
movement was completely wild how many devotees did so many crazy things being westerners they were not used to the culture and everything they did i mean you know of a, of a, of this letter where prabhupad wrote to one of the temple presidents who had sex with another devotee's wife and made her pregnant and he had his own wife and he went made the other devotee's wife pregnant and he was still continuing as temple president and prabhupad wrote to him a letter and come on you cannot do this so he was managed they see there are so many problems but at least the leader should not be uh, the problem maker he should okay if maybe somebody down line may create problems things happen in a society not everybody is to the level of you know uh, advancement as the leaders especially shri prabhupad he always um, you know <clears throat> facilitated wait, wait a second what is the time now 10 o'clock okay <laughs> okay sorry but um, yeah anyway i need to tell all this so anyway this, so this is the thing so we are i mean we're just speaking the truth here and uh, since you asked i'm just saying this question i mean so many problems were there at prabhupad's time as well but he with his spiritual strength he guided them and trained them right so the devotees in the, the beginners at the downline devotees may do something wrong or here and there they can they can still be tolerated and the leader should be the one who should be guiding but here we see the leader talking like this i was so appalled honestly i did not expect that anyway that's that's that that's the status at this moment i don't know the ramifications of what i have said what is going to happen but i mean truth is truth what can i do all right so next question virendra prabhu is saying only fifth question until now at 11 singapore time actually it's only 10 singapore time so anyway we'll try to go through them question actually i think we did more than five questions anyway next question by bhakta virendra what is sadhana bhakti raganuga bhakti bhava bhakti and prema bhakti let me put that question on the screen all these various types of bhakti coincide with the nine stages of progress in bhakti beginning from shraddha stage until the topmost prema bhakti stage well yeah so sadhana bhakti raganuga bhakti in fact raganuga bhakti okay ajanya mataji is saying yes showing body in front of camera means she is allowing herself to be enjoyed by other people her body actors are doing work of prostitute really i thought several times actors are equal to prostitute you are right how a devotee can support a girl becoming prostitute her dream is to hell yeah it's going to be a nightmare so anyway coming back to the point um make it visible again so bhakti sadhana bhakti and raganuga bhakti actually raganuga bhakti is a part of sadhana bhakti also i'll just go to i'll take you to this verse one second in uh, not verse it's uh, nectar of devotion let me just type raganuga i should go there i think raganuga yeah you see this 
this this uh, second chapter of nectar of devotion is very instructive in this regard what are the stages of devotion one passes through of course we know the shraddha sadhu sangha bhajana kriya and all these things so do they coincide this sadhana raganuga bhav and prema bhakti so yes they do of course mm. but you see how shrila rupa goswami is explaining here the three categories of devotional service which shrila rupa goswami describes in bhakti ras amrita sindhu are listed as devotional service in practice devotional service in ecstasy and devotional service <coughs> in pure love of godhead three things three stages practice ecstasy pure love of godhead prema so sadhana bhava and prema right there are many subheadings in each of these categories and as we know shraddha sadhu sangha bhajana kriya anartha nivritti nishtha until then it's all sadhana bhakti vaidhi bhakti and then comes raganuga bhakti vaidhi bhakti and raganuga bhakti are both under sadhana bhakti still and that will be explained here well, let's let us just read this so there are many subheadings in each of these categories generally it is understood that in the category of devotional service and practice there are two different qualities devotional service in ecstasy has four qualities and devotional service in the pure love of godhead has six qualities these six quali- these qualities will be explained by sri rupa goswami later on so what are the six qualities of devotional service let us go there and come back here see madhyalila 17.95 of chaitanya charitamrita in the purport there is this bhakti rasamrita sindhu uh, describes bhakti yoga in this way six aspects of uh, i mean six uh, qualities of devotional service kleshagni shubhada moksha laghuta krit sudurlabha sandrananda visheshatma shri krishna karshini chasa there are six things here see devotional service is kleshagni even for beginners that means this means it reduces or nullifies all kind of suffering so these so as we know sadhana bhakti or uh, according to regulative principles what are the exact terminology used uh practice devotional service in practice okay that has two qualities right and kleshagni and shubhada these two things are for even um, practice vaidhi sadhana bhakti so that means kleshagni means to destroy all uh, difficulties devotional service will destroy all difficulties even for beginners hmm. shubhada indicates that devotional service bestows all good fortune and the word krishna krishna okay krishna krishna will go last shubhada means it is it bestows all auspiciousness so these two um what are them removing of all obstacles difficulties and bestowing auspiciousness is experienced even by the beginner devotee when once you start beginning coming to krishna consciousness you will feel these two things then there is bhav bhakti hmm? in ecstasy they will experience the first two and also the next two four qualities moksha laghuta krit and sudur labha it is very pure devotional service and in that kind of uh, ecstasy is very difficult to achieve but that they will achieve and moksha laghuta krit the liberation will become insignificant when one comes to this stage of ecstasy ecstatic love hmm. in the beginning of devotion devotional life one still considers moksha as a very honorable aim or honorable um, achievement but 
when one attains to bhava bhakti one un one understands that moksha is actually nothing moksha hmm. laghutakrit it minimizes greatly minimizes and you know the verse how much it is minimized compared to bhakti let's go to that and come back here digression from digression okay <laughs> Okay, seven seven thirty-seven, purport. It's a nice verse, I think, from Rupa Goswami again. Yeah, Bhaktir Samrat Sindhu, one one thirty-eight. Brahmanando bhavedesha chetpar ardha guni kritaha naiti bhakti sukham bodhe paramanutulamapi. If Brahmananda, the bliss of merging in the Brahman effulgence, were multiplied one hundred trillion times, it would still not equal even an atomic fragment of the ocean of transcendental bliss felt in devotional service. that much liberation becomes unimportant for a devotee so that is ex- experienced when one ex- experiences bhava bhakti and then finally prema bhakti love of godhead bhava and then prema final the last stage he experiences sandrananda visheshatma sandrananda means ananda means pleasure sandrananda means concentrated extremely concentrated pleasure dense ecstasy sandrananda visheshatma that is experienced in prema and another thing is shri krishna akarshini chasa he can attract krishna towards him now until then he is being attracted by krishna and then and now at this stage of love he is krishna is only bought by love hmm. premanjana so by the love he can attract krishna shri krishna akarshini chasa so in this way the six things are there now going back so again there are many subheadings in each of these categories of these three categories generally it is understood that in the category of devotional service and practice there are two different qualities devotional service and ecstasy has four qualities and devotional service and pure love of godhead has six qualities these qualities will be explained by shri rupa goswami later on in this connection shri rupa goswami suggests that the person eligible for krishna consciousness um or devotional service can be classified by his particular taste okay you know what i'll just this is the, this is where i want to get to is this so now shri rupa goswami proposes to describe devotional service in practice practice means employing our senses in some particular type of work so this is practical I want to get to this. Ah, okay. Now the sadhana bhakti. Now the sadhana bhakti or practice of devotional service may also be divided into two parts. The first part is called service according to regulative principles. One has to follow these regulative principles by the order of the spiritual master or on the strength of authoritative scriptures, and and there can be no question of refusal. that is called vaidhi or regulated one has to do it without argument another part of sadhana bhakti is called raganuga raganuga refers to the point at which by following the regulative principles one becomes a little more attached to krishna and executes devotional service out of natural love for example a person engaged in devotional service may be ordered to rise early in the morning and offer aarti which is a form of deity worship in the beginning by the order of a spiritual master one rises early in the morning and offers aarti but then he develops real attachment when he gets this attachment he automatically tries to decorate the deity 
and prepare different kinds of dresses and thinks of different plans to execute his devotional service nicely. Although it is within the category of practice, this offering of loving service is spontaneous. So the practice of devotional service, sadhana bhakti, can be divided into two parts, namely regulative and spontaneous. So sadhana and raganuga bhakti are come under actually sadhana bhakti. In fact, the word sadhana that you used is divided into vaidhi bhakti and raganuga bhakti. They are sadhana bhakti. And then there is, of course, more intense, there is bhavan and finally there is prema, love of Godhead. So these are, this is how it is uh, understood. Alright, so next, let's go to the next question. Bhakta Virendra's next question. Let us put it on the screen. I'm so sorry, today's session I think will be quite long. Okay. What is the question? Question by Bhakta Virendra. Prior to coming to Krishna consciousness, I worshipped Ganesh, Shiva, Devi, but now I am fully worshipping Krishna after realizing that He is the Supreme God. In this scenario, will the same demigods whom I worshipped previously make my faith firm in Krishna consciousness since the entire cosmic manifestation is managed under the control of Krishna? Well, actually, when your faith was strong in the demigods, Krishna was the one who placed that faith in you to become faithful to the demigods. So Krishna is always the one managing our faith and our, all these things. Wherever, wherever we want to repose our faith, Krishna makes that faith strong. And he explains that in the Bhagavad Gita. I think 722 maybe or 721 maybe. 721 Yeah, you see. 721 I am in everyone's heart as a super soul. As soon as one desires to worship some demigod, I make his faith steady so that he can devote himself to that particular deity. So he is the one who makes our faith steady even in the demigods. Not that the demigods make our faith steady in Krishna. But sometimes, of course, the gopis, they worshipped... Um, Katyayani and all that. But again, they were not dependent on Katyayani. Of course, as a Vaishnavi, because Katyayani is also Vaishnavi, so they... But they were, she's also not a great, as great a Vaishnavi as the Gopis. Gopis are the pinnacle of devotion. So, it is their humility that they are worshipping Katyayani to get the favour of Krishna. Because Vaishnava always, you know, uh, serves another Vaishnava to get Krishna's uh, love. So that is there. But of course they are teaching us how to, if we see the demigods, how we should pray to them. Because they are exalted Vaishnavas themselves also, demigods. So we can ask them to bless us with devotion. But ultimately the one who is managing your faith in your heart is the Supreme Lord. He is the one who is in your heart. And he is the man, one managing your faith, even if it is uh, reposed on the demigods or anything, or on himself. When you become serious about him, then he will channel your faith to him, to himself. Otherwise, if you are not interested in him, then if you are interested in demigods, he is the one who manages, managed your faith until then. So, don't have to worry about all the demigods will be automatically blessing the devotee. So, you don't have to worry about particularly worshipping them. We cannot do that. Especially Srila Prabhupada's instruction is for us just not to worship any demigod. Next question by Bhaktin Puja. 
one second i'll just put the question on screen okay question by bhaktin puja hari krishna prabhu dandavat pranam my dandavat pranam how to manage the people like shakuni and manthara especially in material world so many people are like that they always create some problems either in politics and relationships or by infaming you in a in a film you i think inflame you make you angry and other by creating gossips well the answer is tolerance trnadapi sunechena tarorapi sahishnuna amaninamanadena kirtaniya sadaharihi there will be many times of course i mean there will be many people like this but what we can do we have to tolerate that's all we can do take them as krishna's agents for your training of tolerance see you can't change their mind but you can work on your mind at least so before we even try to change them let us first be um capable enough of even changing our own mind like forgiveness in the beginning of this session we spoke about forgiveness how to forgive others in order to be able to forgive others we have to first be able to tolerate them so just like we are asking oh how can i tolerate this person how what what to do we should understand that maybe i also am causing trouble to many people how are they to- tolerating me just we have to work on ourselves the whole the whole thing about krishna consciousness is first of all working on ourselves then helping others if we can't even work on ourselves what can we help others that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu said um janma sarthak kori karo paropakar janma sarthak you make your life successful first and then you preach this all over the world why he said that because if we have no idea of what success is or, or, or what is um yeah what success of life is then how can we preach this to anyone we have to be thoroughly convinced and we should be living that of course it doesn't mean that you don't start preaching until you become a pure devotee no we should preach whatever we know we should preach we should yara dekha tarikah krishna upadesh at the same time we should also work on ourselves and mostly whenever we are facing a problem the problem is is with ourselves how we react to situations the situation itself only presents a very minuscule part of the problem the much bigger part of the problem is our reaction to such situation and that reaction of ours will depend on how much we are satisfied in krishna consciousness if we are satisfied in krishna consciousness like going back to that 66 266 verse 2.66 of bhagavad gita it all depends one who is not connected with the supreme in krishna consciousness cannot have transcendental intelligence and when he doesn't have transcendental intelligence he doesn't have a steady mind and if there's no steady mind completely agitated then completely gone that's why it is said you see here our mind is our biggest enemy not anybody else not that manthara not this what is a shakuni our mind is a shakuni and manthara <laughs> do you know this 
what was the chapter yeah 23 our mind is the shakuni and manthara we should realize that manovashenyehi abhavansma deva manaschananyasya vasham sameti bhishmohi devah sah sah sahiyan yunjadvashetam sahi deva devah all the senses have been under the control of the mind since time immemorial and the mind himself never comes under the sway of any other he is stronger than the strongest and his god like power is fearsome therefore anyone who can bring the mind under control becomes the master of all the senses next verse tam durjayam shatrum asahyavegam aruntudam tanna vijitya kechit kurvantya sadvigraha matra martyair mitranyudasina ripun vimudha failing to conquer this irrepressible enemy the mind whose urges are intolerable and who torments the heart many people are completely bewildered and create useless quarrel with others they thus conclude that other people are either their friends their enemies or parties indifferent to them they think oh this is my friend this is my enemy this is uh, i'm just neutral is not my friend or my enemy we are deciding all these things based on our mind which is calculating how much sense gratification i can get from all these people he can give me the lot of sense gratification okay this is my friend this person is just creating roadblocks for my sense gratification he is my enemy this person is not interfering with my sense gratification nor giving me problems he is my neutral party this is how we are calculating our mind our mind is a shakuni and mantra creating all the politics in our life not anybody else and yes they may be they have their own minds their minds are also full of mantra and shakunis but we can manage anything we will be able to sail through anything by controlling our shakuni and mantra in our own mind hmm? when mind suggests something we reject it reject completely reject what the mind says stupid mind you shut up that's what you should tell, tell our mind you i don't need your advice let me consult what the shastra says whenever the mind comes up with a suggestion we should ask the mind to just shut up and then go to the shastras go to the sadhu go to the guru get the right perspective get the right uh, action plan and then act on that never act on impulse on your mind's dictations but as as simple as it is to say that is very difficult to put it in practice because we are used to using this mind and making our judgments and thanks to this mind thanks to this stupid mind we are here for trillions and trillions of lifetimes why because whatever you think at the last point in your life you will become that in your next life and with with what instrument do you think the mind with that mind we have thought of something stupid in this world and then we again came back the, into this world and how many times we have done that we have lost count literally lost all count completely out of control and it has the mind has been taking us through body after body after body after body without end and still we have so much faith in our mind who is the shakuni here who is the mantra here our mind that's why don't trust shakuni and mantra don't trust your mind your mind is your greatest enemy 562 after capturing animals a, a cunning hunter does not put faith in them 
He said a cunning hunter. We have to be like the cunning hunter. We have to be cunning with the mind. Because this mind is cunning. We have to behave like a cunning. We should not put faith in this mind. A cunning hunter does not put faith in them. For they might run away. Similarly, those who are advanced in spiritual life do not put faith in the mind. Indeed, they always remain vigilant and watch the mind's action. This is 5. <clears throat> 5.6.2 from Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> 5.6.3 now. Nakuryat karhichit sakhyam manase hyanavasthite yad vishramba chirachirnam chaskanda tapaishwaram. All the learned scholars have given their opinion. The mind is by nature very restless and one should not make friends with it. If we place full confidence in the mind, it may cheat us at any moment. Even Lord Shiva became, became agitated by upon seeing the Mohini form of Lord Krishna and Saubhari Muni also fell down from the mature stage of yogic perfection. Next, 5-6-4. Nityam dadati kamasya chedram tam anuye rayaha yoginah krita maitrasya patyurjaye vapumschali An unchaste woman is very, very easily carried away by paramours and it sometimes happens that her husband is violently killed by her paramours. If the yogi gives his mind a chance and does not restrain it, his mind will give facility to enemies like lust, anger and greed and they will doubtlessly kill the yogi. See who is the mantra and shakuni here? Our own mind. We are sitting with it every day and discussing big big plans with our mind. I want to do this, I want to do that. Yes, this and, and our mind is our enemy and we are discussing plans with our enemy. Who will discuss their plans with the enemy? Utter fool will discuss all his secrets with the enemy. Hmm. So that is how we are. Um, so we are not uh, Shakuni and Mantra. What are they? What do they actually signify? They behave like friend, but they bring about harm to you. They do not uh, want your destruction. When Shakuni was uh, advising Duryodhan, when Mantra was advising Kaikeyi, she wanted she, he or she wanted to do the best good for the Duryodhan or uh, Kaikeyi. The intention is, is to do good. But because they are so ill-advised, they are so ill, I mean the mind is full of rubbish. Their advice is actually, will never do good for that person. It's not that they inherently have a, uh, um, uh, what is that, intention to cause some harm to Duryodhan. Shakuni did not want to cause any harm to Duryodhan. Neither did Mantra want to cause any harm to Kaiki. But their so-called good advice Seems bad, uh, turn out bad, and the worst advice. Of course, it all facilitated the Lord's pastimes. That's another thing, because the Lord is there. It got everything. Got everything is purified there. But the same thing here will be totally disastrous. So anyway, so that's how we should understand. Our mind is our problem. So we have to not put faith. So the the problem with identifying Shakuni and Mantra nature of our mind is that. It appears to us as a friend. We get carried away by that friendly relation with the mind. Like Shakuni. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Duryodhana was very friendly. Uncle, oh wow, very good. But the advice, because of that affection, he took whatever advice Shakuni gave. Hmm. So, in that way, the mind appears like our friend. And carried away by that so-called friendship, we fail to realize that the mind's advice to us brings about our ruin, our utter ruin. Hmm. So therefore, we should never place uh, faith in the mind. We should treat the mind like an enemy. When we control the mind, treating them the, the mind like an enemy, then the mind will stop their uh, all these uh, political maneuvers, stop its political maneuvers and listen to us. 
and that is only possible in krishna consciousness when we do krishna consciousness then the mind is subdued subdued and then it can engage in krishna service and help us remember krishna more and more uh, with the mind only we are going to remember krishna with the mind only we are going to remember the sinful activities and make plans for it so same mind is just that now the intelligence has to be sharpened by spiritual knowledge and with that intelligence and coupled with sharpening of that uh, instrument by service the mind becomes controlled and with that control mind now that mind will be our friend and that mind will help us remember krishna that's how we should do it <clears throat> next wow very long question by bhaktin puja um let me put it on the screen question by bhaktin puja in life some days becomes very peaceful like if you are doing your job or studying for example if you are a doctor and working at a medical hospital and live at hospital some days are peaceful on those day all days spend peaceful you, you got your bus at time you got good patients those are cooperative and that day your professors and seniors will talk with you nicely and mess food will also be good and so wait 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 don't eat mess food you'll become a mess eat krishna prasadam don't eat in the mess your life will be a mess you get krishna prasadam from home and or cook yourself and whatever you eat krishna prasadam otherwise your whole life will be mess yeah anyway you saying you you nicely and mess food will also be good and some worse days come when neither you got bus at time nor cooperative patients now sometimes patients create very irritative things and your seniors and professors will also scold you without your mistake mostly professors those who have come to quarrel with their wives or husbands and their anger will come out on you come down on you without mistake they start scolding you and tear your prescription like that and after that you got worst mess food how to manage those days <laughs> mm first of all <clears throat> if you associate associate with non devotees then you're going to be at the mercy of them so try not to associate with non devotees now you're studying i know you're a medical student so bear with it you have signed up for the nonsense you have paid for the for receiving this treatment so you asked for it or rather maybe your parents asked for it whatever it is so um, best is to be in the association of devotees you will not have all these problems and next thing even if we have these problems a devotee can easily navigate again the same thing tolerance humility these two things why chaitanya mahaprabhu it's not there is some other formula there is some magic formula same thing that's the magic trinada pisuni chena tarora pisahishuna just tolerate i mean uh, you know that verse right 1120 many times we have shown in the classes here 1122 58 and 59 क्षिप्त वमाधो सूयिवृत्तिया 
even though neglected, insulted, ridiculed or envied by bad men or even though repeatedly agitated by being beaten, at least you are not beaten, right? Repeatedly agitated by being beaten, tied up or deprived of one's occupation, spat upon. Somebody, did somebody spit on your face? No, right? All these things did not happen to you. Or polluted with urine. Somebody pour, you know, urinate on you. By ignorant people. One who desires the highest goal in life should, in spite of all these difficulties, use his intelligence to keep himself safe on the spiritual platform. What is it? What will keep us safe on the spiritual platform? Kirtaniya Sada Hari. That will keep us safe on the spiritual platform. And that is possible if we become tolerant. So we should ignore even this level of insults and this level of atrocities. What to speak of all these seniors giving bus not coming on time? Come on. You can't. Or maybe you are driving and then traffic light turned red. Come on. <laughs> so these these are trivial things. And if you if these things appear too big for you, that means your tolerance levels are extremely low. Extremely low. So we have to work on these things. We have to work on our mind. Again, the, the project is our mind. The project is to work on the mind. And that will automatically happen if we regularly follow this sadhana and associate with devotees and get corrected on the, on the path. All these things are very important. You see? So again, it's all the way. It's not the circumstances. The bus may come on time or it may never come. Or when you're going on the bus, it will be an accident. Whatever it is, you will not be disturbed if you... Okay. Nothing went right some days. Sometimes everything went right. Right? What about your whole life nothing going right? Hmm? What about a whole life nothing going right? Is there an example? Yes, there is. Kunti Devi. You see what she's saying. One eight. <laughs> you see here. Okay. You're talking about bad days and good days. Let us talk about a life which is seemingly entirely bad, but their experience was entirely good. How come? Because they brought their mind under control. You see. And they took shelter of Krishna. Take see. Getting the mind under control means not simply with one's own strength. One cannot do it. One has to take shelter of Krishna. Then only it's possible. Now you see 1823. O Rishikesha, Kuntidevi is saying to Krishna, Master of the senses and of and Lord of Lords, you have released your mother Devaki who was long imprisoned and distressed by the envious King Kamsa and me and my children from a series of constant dangers. Series of constant dangers. Not just bus not coming on time is not a danger. It's just an irritation because your tolerance levels are too low. But here it's constant dangers. Vipadganath. Muhu vipad ganat. Vipad. Vipad means what? Danger. Not just inconvenience or irritation, but danger. It's far, far worse. And Kunti Devi listed down all the dangers that they went through throughout their life. Their whole life was full of challenges and dangers. Almost no good day. Seemingly, materially. But spiritually, every day was a good day for them. So much so that she's asking again, please give to me all those back. All those calamities, please give me. I shall take them on once more. Once more, please. <laughs> so much daring at that age. I mean, Kunti Devi, that, that was just after the battle of Kurukshetra was over. Arjuna was 89. Kunti must be at least 20 years older to him. Say, 109, 110 years old. She's saying, bring it on. 
I'll go through it again. When she was in her youth, she went through all those troubles. At 110, she was saying, bring it on. How much courage, how much tolerance, how much strength of mind she has because it has taken shelter of Krishna. Now she lists all the things. Vishan Mahagne Purushada Darshana Dasat Sabhaya Vanavasa Krichrataha Mridhe Mridhe Neka Maharathastrato Draunyastrataschasmahare Bhirakshataha My dear Krishna, your Lordship has protected us from a poisoned cake, from a great fire, from cannibals. Poisoned cake. Did somebody give you a poisoned cake? No. From a great fire in the palace of Lack. And the fire came from where? Their own cousins did this. The Pandavas, cousins, Kauravas did this. Nephews of Kunti. Great, And if it is an accidental great fire, that is already painful. A fire caused by relatives, that is even more painful. Okay. Poisoned cake. Again, all this by the Kauravas only. All these difficulties, on uh, on their own, they are already painful. But all, the, all of these were done by Kauravas. It's family members. Even more painful. You can't run away from your family because they'll be your family members whole life, right? You can't change that fact that they're your family members, right? So that's even even more headache. See? So poisoned cake from a great fire, from cannibals. Of a, cannibals was not for, by Kauravas. That was the... But it was also because of Kauravas because they sent the Pandavas to the forest and in the forest, the cannibal was there. The Rakshasa. Hidimba. So in this way... So many dangers, the whole life. And from a, from the vicious assembly, where the gambling, rigged gambling match happened, and then the stripping of Draupadi. All these things, all by relatives again. And sufferings during our exile in the forest, and from the battle where great generals fought. The, I mean, how dangerous is a battle with Bhishma Dev, Dronacharya, Karna, Ashwatthama, uh, Duryodhan, Jayadrath. Shalva, all these Maharathas was there, were there on the other side. And here one Bhima and one Arjuna. Others all were no match. I mean, even Bhima and Arjuna were no match for all these names. What is big of others? Which are, who are far less competent. Full of danger. It's not irritation, it's not inconvenience. It's danger. And she's a woman. You see. Next. Vipada Sanduta Shashvatta Tratatra Jagadguru Bhavato Darshanam Yatsyat Apunar Bhava Darshanam I wish that all those calamities would happen again and again. Not just once more, please. Again and again, please. So that we could see you again and again. And seeing you means that we will no longer see repeated births and deaths. How bold! How strong, how powerful is this woman, Kunti Devi? That's why she is the aunt of Krishna. And of course, because she is the aunt of Krishna, she can take all these things. But I mean, you have to have that level of devotion for Krishna to accept you as your aunt. Right? We have to take lessons from these things. Try to understand. Don't, oh, some days good, some days bad. This is, you know what? No nishtha. Nishtha means fixed up. You're fixed, no matter good or bad, doesn't matter. You're not de- you're not dependent on your circumstance. When you're advanced, you will not be dependent on your circumstances. In fact, your circumstances will depend on how your disposition is. Actually, that is a fact. Circumstances never own us unless we chose to be we choose to be owned by them. 
So we always choose to be owned by the circumstances. That is Maya. We need to be owned by Krishna. And then these things of Maya, these events of Maya will be superfluous and we don't even pay much heed. So much so that even death does not become a very big problem. Right? You know that all the time I show this verse 11, 13, 36. Manajakshi Mataji quoted in the comments 2.14 of Bhagavad Gita, which is also tolerance. Level of tolerance. I mean, we're talking about level of tolerance. Kunti Devi, you see what she went through. And then she's asking for it again and again. Not just, thank God it's over. No. Not that she's like, thank Krishna, you know, it's over. Now I'm done. Now I can be in peace. No, 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 no. I don't want this peace. What is this peace without you? My life will be in pieces. I want all those calamities again and again. Because by your protection, I will go through it again and again. But the main thing is that you will be with us. So to, they will never trade anything. They will not trade um, inconvenience or danger even with absence of Krishna. You know, that means they want Krishna at all costs. Even if it, if the, if he is going to be with us only when there is danger, then then that danger is what we want. Like Radharani also said, if Krishna's happiness is to give me distress then that distress is my best happiness because Krishna is happy. That's how a devotee sees. Always thinking about Krishna's happiness, not whether I am irritated, I am... No, no, no. That's not, the, the focus should not be us. Focus should be Krishna. Deham chanashwaram avasthitam uthitam vasiddhona pashyati yatodhya gamatsvarupam daivadapetam athadaiva vasadupetam vaso yathaparikritam madiramadandaham just as a drunken man does not notice if he is wearing his coat or shirt, similarly one who is perfect in self-realization and who has thus achieved his eternal identity does not notice whether the temporary body is sitting or standing. Indeed, if by God's will the body is finished or if by God's will he obtains a new body, a self-realized soul does not notice, just as a drunken man does not notice the situation of his outward dress. If death is not even noticeable for him, what other calamity is bigger than death? If death is not a big event for, for him, what what can any other thing be? How big any other thing can be? The biggest event in our life is the final one, the death. The most challenging event. If that is even nothing, other things are absolutely nothing. So by that stage of mind, but that, that stage of consciousness is possible by devotional service. So don't worry, you just practice devotional service, chant more, read Prabhupada's books, associate with devotees, learn how to become humble, Everything and then automatically you will be become tolerant, humble and everything. As you advance more and more, we will all develop our qualities, you know, according to our advancement. Alright, so next. Huh? Ajanya Mataji. Wow. Can you explain the three modes of consciousness in detail? In detail. <laughs> That's another class topic, you know. It's a topic for another, for like a whole lecture. Or not even one lecture, maybe part part one, part two, part three. So, uh, well, in detail, I just cannot do that. But honestly, if you want, I can maybe give you a pointer. In 14th chapter, it's about all about the three modes of material nature. 17th chapter and 18th chapter also, there are three modes of material nature. By reading those verses, you will get a good idea of what is the three modes of material nature. 
so i think i'll just give leave that as a pointer because we are almost at 11 pm in singapore here so i'm so sorry i just elaborated so much on the previous questions that i could not i'm not able to go in much detail in these questions i'll try to work on that maybe more brief you know we will see but um yeah at least the answers are there it's 14 chapter 17 chapter 18 chapter um about three modes of material nature in fact each of those verses i mean there are so many and each of them can be a lecture by themselves okay so next question by seshadri is radharani rukmini no but rukmini is an expansion of radharani in that way they are non different but uh, not exactly not exactly radharani is rukmini no the mood of radharani is different swakiya madhuri ras radharani is parakiya madhuri ras which is much higher than um i mean technically speaking but of course every devotee is always pure devotee but technically speaking the acharyas have concluded that radharani's love is the topmost even chaitanya mahaprabhu said ramya kachit upasana vrajavadhu vargena ya kalpita the gopi's love especially of radharani's love in fact he came to taste radharani's love which is the topmost hmm. so radharani is different from rukmini in that case <coughs> dev khanna oh yeah he actually gave me this message privately but i asked him to put it on this public forum he is from malaysia he is asking uh, wow long questions we have a lot to cover huh i don't know okay let me try hari krishna prabhu please clarify this what happened to the soul after dead after it died okay um i have encountered a loss recently and there is a priest who did all the rituals let me put on the screen um it's a bit um funny this question the font will be small because it's a very long question but um i hope you can see it okay what will happen to the soul after death i have encountered a loss recently and there is a priest who did all the rituals told us that every month must offer them food optional and whatever things we start such as before riding bike or etc must pray to them because they are the one who will protect us as per my understanding the soul will be very busy with the journey to the almighty or will be prepared for next birth please clarify on this prabhu yeah true you are right because the soul the, the forefathers business is not to just look what vehicle you are buying are you going to school or are you going to workplace and give you some blessing or give you some accident if you don't uh, worship them they have no time for that they have no capacity for that as well they are just in their own they are reaping their own fruits of their own karma as per my understanding the soul will be very busy with the journey yeah so there there also a situation where they said cannot offer food for the ancestors two place at the same time due to ancestors will come to one house only and become confused well <laughs> yeah usually it's one place but the reason i don't think is confusion the i mean it's um, i mean that's the ritual but the food is taken the basic thing about the shraddha ceremony is that vishnu prasad is being given to the departed soul that is the whole idea here so that as long as he receives vishnu prasadam he will not fall down to hell 
But if the priest is like this, if he doesn't know even know what he's doing, then I don't know if that is even prasadam because I don't know if Vishnu will even accept that kind of food by a person who's not even a devotee and who's talking nonsense. And whether that even even is prasadam that is being offered to the that's why in Kali Yuga chant Hare Krishna, chant Hare Krishna, and if you have connection with Vaishnavas, yes, sponsor some Vaishnava bhojan in the temple. And let the Krishna Prasadam be distributed to Vaishnavas and Brahmanas and to people in general. That is the best way to do all the Shraddha and everything. First of all, where is the priest? What is doing? Even? He doesn't even know what he's doing. Huh? <coughs> what can we expect? <laughs> uh, next, okay. Most of the priests I encounter are Shivan devotees. Okay, Shiva's devotees. And they always recommend to read Shiva Puran instead of Bhagavad Gita and keep telling the Mahamantra differently despite Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Next time when you meet them, you preach to them. You preach to them, taking this Bhagavad Gita and you start speaking. Because they are asking you to read Shiva Puran. You ask them whether they have read or not, first of all. Most of them would not have read it. So anyway. Shiva, if they really really listen to what Shiva has to say, Shiva will always say, Aradhananam Sarvesham, Vishnu Aradhanam Param. Of all worship, Vishnu worship is the highest. You have to quote Lord Shiva. You are asking me to worship Lord Shiva, but Lord Shiva is saying this. And Lord Shiva is saying, if you want Mukti, you should go to Vishnu. You see? Yeah, I will show you where. <coughs> Chapter 7, text 14 purport. It is quoted in the purport last line. You see? So Lord Shiva says, Mukti Pradhata Sarvesham Vishnu Revana Samshayaha. There is no doubt that Vishnu is the deliverer of liberation for everyone. I think there is another verse um, Prabhu was, Sundagopal Prabhu was sharing recently. That the demigods themselves, they, share, they said that we cannot give you liberation. Anything except liberation you can ask from us. So anyway, the point is this. Uh, Shiva himself is worshipping Lord Vishnu. You ask them, you ask the priests. You always see Lord Shiva meditating. If he is the supreme, why is he meditating? On who? On whom is he meditating? On what is he meditating? If he is supreme, he doesn't need meditation. That's why there is a there is a, a nice thing that Prabhupada shared. This um, I think Chinese traveler, he was traveling in India. Chinese or British or I don't know any some foreign traveler. So during the British rule of India, so he went all over India. He went to, he visited many, many temples and he concluded, every temple I go, every deity I look at, they are doing something. They are killing some demon or they are, you know, blessing some devotees or, you know, they are removing obstacles, like Ganeshi removes obstacles. Like everybody has, you know, Shiva is, you know, he's destroying the, you know, Tandavan Ritya, he destroys the material world. You know, or, he, or he's meditating. Everybody is doing something. Only one person is not doing anything. Simply enjoying. That is Krishna. He himself, I mean, he just saw the deities in different, different uh, uh, temples. And everybody was doing some duty. He had some job. But Krishna was the one just playing flute and enjoying. So he said, he concluded, this must be God. Because he doesn't have a duty. Whereas others have something to do. He is the only one who doesn't need to do anything. He is just playing and enjoying. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is intelligent man actually. To be able to come to that conclusion. So, that is... Um, um, that is... 
the truth. So you tell them. Um, so Ajanya Mataji is saying, if anyone is really a Shiva devotee, he will lead his devotee to Krishna. Well, if he is sincere, like many people, many Shiva devotees, they go to Shiva for material benefits. That will not, Shiva also will just um, deal with them on that material platform. Ashutosh, okay, you take whatever you want, don't disturb in my meditation, I, I want to meditate on Krishna, that's it. You want something, okay, take. So that's how he usually deals with them. But if somebody is interested in Krishna consciousness, ah, he will instruct them. Like the Prachetas in the Bhagavatam, he instructed them. So in this way, he will instruct. If some, if one is a Vaishnava, one who wants to learn about Krishna, he will be the perfect spiritual master. So anyway, now we already have Brahma Sampradaya. We have the. No, don't try to go and oh, I want to learn about Krishna from Lord Shiva. I want to sit in the Shiva's temple and learn. Don't speculate. We have to go from the current link in the Sampradaya. We should not act as if we are so qualified to receive. We have to talk to Lord Shiva. No, we we go to our current link in the in the spiritual. You will get the same benefit. So at this current point of time, Brahma Sampradaya is the most prominent and Prabhupada, because of Prabhupada, he has preached everywhere and you know, let us take advantage of this Hare Krishna movement and make our life perfect and introduce those priests to our Hare Krishna movement, teach them something. Then he continues, recently I went to a relative house for a puja for Madurai Viran and the same priest offered vegetarian food and and including cigar, cigar and a can of Guinness beer. Stout, stating that the cigar is herbal and the stout is made from fruit juice, so it's good to go as offering. Ask him to go to hell. Just ask him to go to hell. Uh, just they're very whimsical. I mean, what can be said? You know, they just they don't know what they're doing. That's why they, we should, these priests are all useless. I mean, absolutely useless. We should know from our shastra. So just get out of this. I mean, don't don't have nothing to do with these priests. If possible, then give them Prabhupada's books, ask them to buy it. Instead of buying the cigar and buying the Guinness uh, beer, they can buy some Prabhupada book with that money and at least uh, that will be for their, for their benefit. You sell them some Prabhupada books. I think that's the best thing. Next question. Who is bigger, Pradyumna or Abhimanyu? I think we have answered this. Does Radharani marry Lord Krishna? Yes, there is a Radha Krishna Vivaha that has happened. Um, that is in the Brahma Vaivarta Puran. But anyway, Radharani always, of course, married to Krishna because she is in Radha Krishna Nahayana. They cannot be separated. But to bring out the mood of the paramour love of Radharani, which is more than just a husband and wife love, um, that is Rukmini's love because Swakiya. Parakiya Madhurya Ras is, is there in Radharani, and that to exemplify that, it is shown that she has another husband called Abhimanyu, which is not the Abhimanyu of. Um, Subhadra's son, another Abhimanyu, which is Radharani's husband. So, to bring out that quality of paramour love, um, to to exhibit to us, to make us understand. Otherwise, there is actually no difference between Radha and Krishna. But still, she has the quality of love which is even superior to Rukmini's. Alright, so next question, Vijay Sharma Prabhu. Is the earth planet in the area of Jambudweep island or is Jambudweep in the heavenly plane? Jambudweep is on the earthly plane. It's not on the heavenly plane. <coughs> Jambudweep is earthly plane. Um, next question by Bhakta Virendra. Well, okay. Let's put it on the screen.
in fact in every sacrifice that we do we do the sankalpa in in, in the beginning of the uh, yagya and there we say jambu dvipe bharatavarshe bharatakhande meroho dakshina parshve so we are actually in jambudvip so basically sankalpa is saying where are we doing it and when are we doing it and for what purpose are we doing it who is doing it for whom it is being done everything the whole yagya the purpose of the yagya is being uh, determined so that is a declaration so before the start of every puja or you know or um, yagya the sankalpa is done and in that sankalpa the geographical coordinates like we have latitude and longitude like that there is a way to um, Uh, i mean pinpoint our geographical location in the universe and anyone who is doing on anything on earth will always be jambudvipe bharatavarshe bharatakhande meroho dakshina parshve to the south of the meru mountain so all these things all these um, uh, <coughs> things are there in the vedas so jambud this is jambudvipa we are in jambudvipa actually So okay, this question by Bhakta Virendra: If God is one, then why did He send so many prophets, which preach different religions, having different levels of consciousness for realizing God? Sanatan Dharma considers Krishna to be supreme, which is the oldest religion. So can we say other religions are prophetic in origin, while Sanatan Dharma originates from Supreme God Krishna Himself? Well, actually, honestly, every religion comes from Krishna, but according to the level of absorption by different people. different prophets they come and try to you know inculcate god consciousness but again the followers later on lose track and then do something else in the name of their religion and then go into extremist ideas and that's all uh not again the real intention the real intention is to bring them closer to god that is the aim so you know uh, a person in their aborigines i mean uh, like tribals they cannot understand high class philosophy something which they can understand they are told and they can maybe understand that much so according to different times and circumstances uh, you know prophets came and messengers of god came they are same as acharyas but they revealed as much as the people at that time at that place could understand same with buddha buddha is avatar of krishna he also did the same thing as much as they could understand uh, so even if that meant you know <clears throat> even if that meant uh, going away from the vedas sometimes <laughs> so yeah so basically the whole point is the same to get to, to get people to krishna consciousness but at their own level wherever they are well there is a message by bhaktin pooja no my mind is not like that i never create shakuni mantra that means your mind is like that <laughs> only <laughs> not only your mind my mind is also like that every one of our mind in this material world is like that only is like a shakuni and mantra don't think your mind is not like that the re- the very fact that you are saying your mind is not a shakuni and mantra is uh, the testimony of the fact that your mind is like shakuni and mantra not only yours i'm not you're not singled out here we all are in the same boat we all have the same problem our mind is our shakuni and mantra <laughs> understand because of this mind we have been in this material world okay what is shakuni what is mantra i told you already i mean we have done, gone through this acting like a friend they actually are your enemy same thing with the mind acting like a friend you know discussing with us so many plans with ourselves and then the mind is just 
concentrating on material things, demanding material sense gratification and because of that we have been in here in this material world life after life. You see? So, that is mantra, that is shakuni. Our mind is our problem. You have to acknowledge that. You have to understand this fact that not only you, everyone, our mind is our problem. Our mind is our enemy. I have showed so many shlokas in the, from the Shastra. You cannot deny that. Nobody can deny that. Our mind is our biggest enemy. Not anything else. Not this bus coming late and that the senior scolding you or the professor scolding you. No, that's not the real problem. They are dealing with their own shakunis and mantras in their own minds. Uh, we have to deal with our shakuni and mantra. We have to control them. Not give them chance. So we have to deal with our own mind. You can't deny this fact. Your mind, my mind, everybody's mind, we are all like shakuni and mantra. How much we advance in Krishna consciousness, that much we will be able to control this mind. So, kindly never say that your mind is like shakuni, not like shakuni and mantra. Even Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Narutam Das Thakur, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, they are saying my mind is full of rubbish, I am full of uh, big nonsense. Huh? If they are saying like that, who am I? Madhavendra Puri. And like they, today, uh, Vanajakshi Mataji was sharing with me one WhatsApp message. Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, she was um, discussing a chapter. I mean, uh, she was reading a chapter where Madhavendra Puri considered himself Daridra Papina, most sinful rascal, you know, like beggar. Madhavendra Puri, if he can, he is the grand spiritual master of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If he can think like that about himself, how can we think that I am better? That means that is pride, false ego. So we have to curb that. We should understand, no, I, I, my mind is not, yes, I am actually a rascal. When I can say that I am a rascal, yes, that is the beginning, beginning of advancement. Until we have understood that we are uh, a rascal, we are not even in the proper frame of mind to be even uh, becoming a proper devotee. We have to understand that we are a rascal. And then only we will change. A, a, a mental patient can be cured if he knows first of all that he is a, he has a mental problem. Many mental patients they don't know they have mental problem. They think everything is fine with them. Like that we all have mental problem. We we don't realize that we have a problem. When we start to realize, that's when to identify the problem is the first step in solving the problem. So if you don't even identify the problem, if you don't if you if you have not understood if you if you don't agree to the fact that you have a problem, then you cannot solve the problem. <laughs> there is a joke, you know. Uh, I read this, uh, I think, two, three years ago. <laughs> How can you run away from the problem? So, sorry. How can you face the problem when your face is the problem? <laughs> so, that's the problem we have. Our mind is our problem. We are not able to see that. How can you face the problem when your face is the problem? The only way to look in the mirror. We have to contemplate uh, what am I doing? Look at ourselves. Am I really with a, um, a person with a sound mind? No. If I am, then I should be worshipping Krishna 10%. Savai mana Krishna padaravindayor vacham sivai kunthagunan varnane. I will be always thinking of Krishna. You know, that's all that that will just that is the only thing I will be doing if my mind is all right. But I'm not doing that. That means I'm a mental case. I am a mental case. I'm a mental patient. I have to accept that. Otherwise, I will not be cured. 
I will remain a mental patient. And I will remain saying that, I will keep on saying that I have no problem. Understand? Okay. Kashyapi Karan Mataji. I'm sorry, 11-12. I think today is going to be the record. All-time record. Okay. I am happy to answer your questions. It's not a difficulty for me. I only feel guilty for you. I, I maybe could have been brief, but I don't know. Maybe I should control myself. But there are so many questions also. You know, I don't know. I like answering questions, but I'm just worried worried for you all. Anyway, I'll just try to answer everything. Uh, Kashyapi Karan Mataji, how can I attract my atheist friend towards Krishna consciousness? Give Prabhupada's books. Give give her some prasadam. Uh, prasadam is something which everybody will appreciate. And I know you, I have seen your Facebook. Uh, you are a very good artist. And um, definitely, I don't know if she's interested in art or what. I don't know. <laughs> but prasadam is one definite way. Prasadam is definite. And if nice food, who doesn't like? So, Prasadam is one thing and give from Prabhupada books, let her read. See, they are atheists because they have been ill-advised. They do not, they never come across a proper philosophy because of which they prefer to be atheists. But if, so even among atheists, there are innocent atheists who are atheists because they never came across a proper philosophy. And if they actually come across one, they will adopt it. That is one case. Another case is the envious atheists who are die-hard atheists. No matter what, I am against God. That kind of people just ignore them. No need to even make friends with her. Just, uh, just to ignore her. So, yeah, try these things. And sometimes it, it is good because you are a friend. So sometimes friend and friend, there will be arguments, there will be debates and all that. But when you introduce her to a third person who can actually solve her questions or who, have, who can answer her questions, maybe you can also answer. You, have, you may also have the capacity to answer, but the thing is, because you are a friend, that familiarity, she will not take your answer seriously, she will just debate and hear on. But if she hears from somebody else, who's like a devotee, you know, like who's following uh, some full-time devotee or some, you know, some third party, credible third party, of course, then, yes, sometimes that acts. Sometimes it is difficult to preach to your own family members, but when a devotee says something, ah, yes, yes, they will listen. So, it, sometimes this is a psychological thing. So, try all these methods and first of all, Prabhupada books, Prasadam, you try first and slowly introduce them to other devotees who, you know, who can help and get them ask questions and then the devotee answers and then slowly and slowly, if she's fortunate, she will accept again. It depends also on her sincerity. It's not that, oh, I have brought them or, uh, but she'll, still she's uh, still atheist, <coughs> you know, we can't do, I mean, we can only try. The rest is dependent on her also. Alright. Um, next. Wow. Still so many questions, huh? Wow. As I said, I will only answer three questions of every single person. So sometimes I may not be able to answer all your questions. Wow. So many. Oh no, this is no, this is yesterday's question. Okay. I'm a little bit relieved. Okay, wait one second. <coughs> <coughs> Kashyapi Karan Mataji is asking Hare Krishna Dandavat Pranam Dandavat Pranam 
do you think krishna does not like when we do puja for demigods yes precisely that's why he stopped his father nanda maharaj from doing indra puja he doesn't like it let's see here bhagavad gita chapter 9 <coughs> ंगेपूर्वकम because the devatas are parts and parcels of krishna but worshiping them is not is not um, you know not um, correct and 723 you see antavattu phalam tesham tadbhavatyalpamedhasam devan devaya joyanti madbhaktayanti mamapi men of small intelligence worship the demigods and their fruits are limited and temporary those who worship the demigods go to the planets of the demigods but my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet many other verses are there but i won't go into any most i mean all of them so we can't worship demigods as devotees we should not we should worship only krishna and once you worship krishna all the demigods will automatically be satisfied but if you worship the demigods not every demigod you can satisfy there are 330 million of them so but satisfying krishna all of them will be satisfied but the, our thing is not to satisfy them at all our thing is satisfied krishna that's it so krishna does not like when we do demigod worship next ajanya mata ji which version says about mountain development of fetus chemical process and number of species mountain what mountain development of fetus well third canto shrimad bhagavatam 31st chapter 3.31 of shrimad bhagavatam the whole chapter chemical process what chemical process you are looking for many things are mentioned in different places one of them is uh, the example of diksha um what is that यथा कांचनताम याति कांस्यम रसविधानतः तथा तथा दीक्षेति सा प्रोक्ता नो द्विजत्वम जायते निर्णान तथा दीक्षास्ति सा प्रोक्ता द्विजत्वम जायते निर्णान सो एनीवे दैट वर्स सेज दिस फ्रॉम द दिस वन व्हाट इज दिस हरिभक्ति विलास how initiation just like bell metal can be turned into gold with a combination with mercury is an alchemical process um in a special way with the which the yogis can do and <clears throat> uh, with that process gold can be attained but then that example is given to comparing it with diksha diksha is like uh making a completely non qualified unqualified person into a completely qualified vaishnava by the process of diksha by the process of imparting knowledge and the whole purificatory process of chanting and not for i mean not um, indulging in the four regular i mean four sinful activities and being trained under the spiritual master and then finally the initiation ceremony this is all uh, purification and just like bell metal can be made into gold 
So an ordinary person can be made an exceptional devotee by the association of uh, spiritual master and diksha process. So like that, I mean, there are many, many chemical processes. I can't, I don't know. Other things, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> if I think, maybe if I stretch my memory, I can maybe think of some, but I don't have time now. It's already going to be 11.30 here, 11.30 p.m. The number of species when, well, Jalajanava Lakshani, Sthavar, Alakshavim, Shati. You know what? Uh, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhilila, chapter 19, text 138, the whole number of species are there, the whole verse from Vishnu Puran is there. And you can see that. Jalajanava Lakshani, Sthavar, Alakshavim, Shati, Krimeurudra, Sankhika, Pakshinam Dashalakshanam Trimshal Laksha Chatushpada Chatul Lakshani Manushaha Trimshal Lakshani Pashavaha Okay There are 900,000 species of living in the water There are also 2 million non-moving living entities Trees Such as trees and plants There are also 1.1 million species of insects and reptiles And there are 1 million species of birds As far as quadrupeds are concerned There are 3 million varieties And there are 400,000 human species So this is the verse about the number of species Alright so next question, Pralad Bhakta Prabhu, 11.9.28. So he is quoting this, Srimad Bhagavatam, 11.9.28. Of course, Pralad Prabhu is quite an experienced devotee. He must be asking to, you know, for other devotees benefit. So, the verse is, The Supreme Personality of Godhead, expanding His own potency, Maya Shakti, created innumerable species of life to house the conditioned souls. Yet, by creating the forms of trees, reptiles, animals, birds, snakes and so on, the Lord was not satisfied within His heart. Then He created human life, which, others, which offers the conditioned soul sufficient intelligence to perceive the Absolute Truth and became pleased. So then the question is, how to understand the Lord God pleased and not pleased at all? Please explain to well, the verse says here, he became pleased. So anyway, for our, in our case, how to know, how to understand the Lord has, is pleased or not pleased. In our case, Yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado, Yasya prasada nagadi kutopi dhyayans tuvamstasya yashasri sandhyam vande guru shri charanarvindam. <coughs> if the spiritual master is pleased, Krishna is pleased. So, our thing is to satisfy the spiritual master and follow. So, to satisfy the spiritual master, we have to follow his instructions. And that's what we need to do. Uh, need to do and automatically Krishna will be pleased. <coughs> Question from Daniel Stewart. Sound, um, can I get your phone number, Prabhuji? Well, you can message me on Facebook, whatever it is. Um, my my Facebook Messenger, I think Tattva with Tattva with Das, Tattva with space Dasa. I think you can find it on Facebook, or you can just send a message to even this page that we are live on. I can maybe get back, get back to you there. All right. So next question by Bhakta Ayappa is our in our sampradaya. Sadari is used to bless the devotees. I heard the meaning of Sadari is the lotus feet of Namalwar. 
not only namalwar the lotus feet of the lord is also you know that the thing that is kept the lotus feet of the lord is mainly a sri sampradaya ritual but uh, sometimes i have seen even mayapur i have seen the narsimha uh, this thing they do that uh, <coughs> blessing with that nothing wrong in that i mean just offering the blessings of the lord's feet but in our case it's the lord's feet i don't know about sri sampradaya namalwar but uh, even namalwar also is a great saint <coughs> but in our case uh, it's a lord's feet but mostly we don't do like that mostly but sometimes i have seen seshadri is the next question why we don't worship buddha well we don't worship buddha because he preached atheism he preached us to forget the vedas although he is krishna himself if the intention is to go against him, because although he is god but he preached atheism so that atheism is not what we what we should uh, Uh, honor of course we honor buddha as the incarnation of krishna but his message is not what we um, accept because that was a message necessary for that time and place okay uh, but for us i mean for vaishnavas it's not uh, vaishnava should never worship lord buddha because of that because he preached atheism by by worshiping buddha we are worshiping atheism <laughs> so that's why we don't worship lord buddha i hope you know the background of buddha why why he came i don't know I, i don't want to repeat myself because we have repeated this many many times over and over again because the followers of the vedas were using vedas uh, to kill animals so much indiscriminately and then he wanted to save the animals from being killed and to save the killers of the animals from being becoming animals in the next lives and being killed again and again in hell so to save everybody he came as buddha and he said okay okay you know what forget the vedas now i will feel the, i will teach you the path of ahimsa and then he taught this buddhism so that's why for that reason he rejected the vedas but then because he rejected that there is no other information of god because to understand god we have to understand from him and vedas had the information from god because those are spoken by god vedas are apaurusheya so the vedas being words of god being rejected there is no other source of information about god so can conveniently buddha did not reveal anything about god so that is atheism so that's the reason why we don't worship him because he misled them but for their own good but we don't need to be misled because we are we are not on that path of animal killing so we that's why vaishnavas they don't worship lord buddha lord buddha played a trick atheistic trick to trick the atheists to bring them back to you know worshiping him so the buddhists they used to worship they worship lord buddha as an enlightened being not as god as an enlightened being but whatever it is they worship him so that means that means they are worshiping god only so indirectly he brought them tricked them to devotional service but uh, such tricks are necessary for you know like children like people you know less intelligent children needs uh, children need uh, tricks to you know get them to do so in order for them to take some medicine we have to ask them to okay give some candy first you know it's a trick or we will uh, you you take this i will take you to the Uh, um, what is that uh, some park or something like garden or something like that. so something we have to say so to make them do something so like that is for the less intelligent people but um for vaishnavas <coughs> who have understood far more and the actual truth they don't need to be tricked so that's why we stay away from that so next question by bhakta virendra well fourth question so i will skip that for the time being Hmm. 
Rukmini is Mahalakshmi, what about Radha, Satyabhama? Or what about Radha and Satyabhama? No, Radha is actually the source of all Lakshmis. Satyabhama is also Lakshmi. Lakshmi is not only one, you know. Lakshmi Sahasra Shatasam Brahma Sevyamanam Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bhajami. Millions of... Uh, Seshadri's question this was. So, millions of Lakshmis, I mean, not one Lakshmi, you know, in, in Vaikuntha. Adit, Bhakta Adit, ah, actually he is um, actually a nice devotee, he is asking question, I will just put it on the screen, I am so sorry for all the devotees from Singapore who have, you can actually choose to um, go away from this class if you want because it is so late for you. Or if you have already gone, then it's uh, alright. So, I'll just try to finish all these questions. So, Hare Krishna Prabhu, uh, how about the basal woods that they have started? Actually, I don't know these basal woods. I think nursery kid, okay. So, it's some nursery school, maybe, I guess I understand. That some school started by ISKCON Bangalore by the devotees, the president and IBGBC, they started the temple in pure Krishna conscious way and now the school is run by somebody else which is educating kids with mundane studies which accepts their national education policy of India and there is some spiritual quotient where the sp students are given some spiritual values. They are taught to learn a little bit, I mean a really little of scriptures. The fees is uh, 1,25,000 per one year to a nursery kid. What do you tell on this Prabhu? Well, I, I don't know. I just definitely is not part of the, our Vedic, I mean, what Prabhupada gave us. So, yeah, that's the problem. That's the whole problem here. Anyway, I'm not on a campaign against Iskon Bangalore. I hope they change and I hope they become all right. Uh, that's what I'm praying for. But at this point, as it stands, uh, we don't really agree with what they're doing. With all these kinds of things, I don't know. I, I, we can't accept. Ajanya Mataji is saying, crossed your own record of 340, now it's three, now it's at 353, wow. I am more concerned for you actually, I can still go on. <laughs> anyway, I think don't go on because we will keep that to the, we will save that to the next session. I think the last question, Dev Govindan, is homosexuality wrong in the eye of Krishna? Are those homosexuals end up in hell? Can't gays be Krishna devotees at the same time? No, homosexuality is wrong, yeah. It's demoniac. Let's go to this. Bhagavad Gita, chapter 711. I am the strength of the strong, devoid of passion and desire. I am sex life, which is not contrary to religious principles, O son of... O Lord of the Bharatas, Arjuna. So, sex life that is not contrary to religious principles. First thing, sexual sex should have a prayojana. Means, the sex is meant for begetting children, not for uh, enjoyment. No. 
is meant for beginning children and that too within marriage and that too the parents must take responsibility of the children to make them good citizens of the world make good make them into good devotees of krishna that is the whole point of sex <clears throat> but anything other than this even between man and woman even you know anything other than within marriage and for begetting children for begetting good children is all illicit sex what to speak of homosexuality completely there is no no child is going to come out of homosexuality so that is not according to religious principle that's not what krishna made it for krishna made the sex for begetting nice children and that too in a controlled manner within marriage and don't talk about gay marriage gay marriage is completely rubbish that is the modern society's way of doing things that's not in the vedas so sex life contrary to religious principles is definitely a no go a devotee can't be a gay and a devotee at the same time no i mean he will be a devotee with following three principles what kind of devotee is that devotee means you have to devote employee means one who is employed a devotee is one who devotes is devoted to krishna how are we devoted when you are when we are not following his instructions so that's not counted as a devotee so therefore we have to if if we have this problem if you have this problem if the this mentality or if you know anybody who has this problem then that person should um get rid of that idea it's completely against religious principles we'll go to hell if we do that so you have to become nice devotee and if you become spiritually strong or if you're asking you know asking this question on behalf of somebody else if that person becomes spiritually strong then he can get out of this 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 uh, perverted mentality all right i think that's the end of the session wow we have i think crossed the 4 hour marks today i'm sorry for that i mean i'm really sorry we just hit 4 hours yes 4 hours 49 seconds all right we will stop here then shri prabhupad ki jai anand koti vaishnavrind ki jai nithai gaur primanande hari hari bol hare krishna